Our message today is coming from the book of Ephesians. And we have some married couples here and married people here. So I think this is an appropriate message for today. So we're going to talk about the power of God's love in marriage. The power of God's love in marriage. From Ephesians, the fifth chapter, we're going to find these words recorded in chapter 5, beginning at verse number 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Adonai Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of Yahuwah, our God, women submitting yourselves unto your own men or husband, wives, and as unto the Lord, for the man is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, the called out assembly, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the called out assembly is subjected unto the Messiah, so let women be unto their own men in everything, or husbands in everything. Men, love your wives as Christ also loved the church, the called out assembly, and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that it might be presented to himself a glorious, called out assembly, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies, for he that loveth his wife loveth himself. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. Our prayer, Father, we bless you and praise you. We thank you for this hour, for this opportunity. Come forth, Holy Spirit, and teach, lead, guide, and direct us according to the will of our Father. We bless you now. We praise, glorify, uplift, and exalt you. Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart, be accepted in thy sight, O Lord, our Redeemer. We ask in our Savior's name. Amen. This morning, we want to talk about the subject, the power of God's love in marriage. Love in this particular sequence of teaching or message, this message today, deals with the word eros. It is the sensual or passionate love or the erotic love in a marriage. It is life's energy put together for the Christian marriage or the Christian relationship. God ordained marriage and orchestrated it into existence through Adam and Eve. The Bible tells us in Genesis, the second chapter, verses 21, these words. And he says, and Yahuwah Elohim caused a deep sleep to fall upon man. And he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which Yahuwah Elohim had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because 
she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh. <clears throat> God told them to be fruitful and to multiply and to replenish and subdue the earth and have dominion in it. This began the long-lasting affair, a love affair between the woman and her husband, the man and his wife. They too, being one flesh, the scripture says, they stayed together as husband and wife until they were spiritually and then eventually physically separated by death. Yes. Marriage is the orchestration and the order of, and command of God in the relationship. Because when people marry, they take a vow in that relationship. And in that vow, they say, until death do us part. Yes. And that death should be physical and not emotional or spiritual. The Bible tells us in this particular chapter, or in Ephesians 6.22 or 5.22, it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church. So in that regard, and Christ is also the savior of the body. Love is more than emotions. Husbands and wives are there because they took the vow in their marriage at the altar before the minister and all of the assembly that came which says we will stick together in life, in health, in strength, in sickness, yeah. in weakness. Yeah. When we're going through, when we're experiencing things, we will hold it together because we have committed ourselves through vow yeah. to God first. Because it is man, it's God through man to woman. And in that relationship, that love should be superior. It should be orchestrated by the command of God. Everything in your relationship should be orchestrated by the command of God and your love for God. The word of God tells us and shares with us there must be unity in marriage. This country has over 60% of all marriages failing. The number one reason is because of infidelity. Secondly, because of inability to communicate. Thirdly, there is no compromising in the relationship. Fourthly, there is no commitment to the relationship. And that's why marriages fail, because one or the other is not willing to submit themselves in the relationship and remember the covenant that God, that they gave God together at the altar. He says, love begins with the relationship in him love God with all of your heart with all of your soul with all of your strength and with all of your might and then love each other is what God says in the relationship husband and wife can't live together a year if they don't have love first of all for God and then for each other so when you love God your love for each other it may be a struggle in the beginning but it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger as the days go on. Nowadays, marriages last, what, 30 minutes? They stay together for years, but they, the marriage lasts about 30 minutes. 
God is saying that's not supposed to be the case. Husbands and wives should be able to stay together, love each other, and make their marriage work. It's not 50-50. I'm sorry. Sometimes it may be 20-80. It might be 30-70. It might be 40-60. But somebody has got to have sense in the marriage to realize we're going to make it whether you want to make it or not. So get it together because you stand right here. You ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. This is going to work. Why? Because we made a commitment to God to make it work. And with his help, it will, and we can make it work. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, these things about love. He says in the 13th chapter, verses 4 and 8, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking and love is not easily angered. Sometimes we get angry and say, I'm tired of you and I want out of this marriage. Well, why are you angry? Because you didn't get your way? That's not a reason to, to end your marriage. You can't have your way. That's not a reason to go your separate way. He says, love does not show anger. Love keeps no wrongs. When something happens, you get over it. You don't forget about it, but you don't allow it to interfere with your relationship. You allow what God has called together and orchestrated to stay together in oneness. The Bible tells us and shares with us, love always do what is right. It does not delight in evil. It always protects. It always trusts. Love always hopes and love always, always preserves Love will never, ever, ever fail. When there's love in a relationship, it cannot fail. You may have hardships and you may have difficulties, but it will not fail. How long y'all been married, Christian? When I married them, they didn't even know each other. 26 years. They hardly knew each other when they got married. And they've had their ups and downs. But they are together as husband and wife. Amen. You know, you're going to struggle. You're going to have your days. Yeah. It ain't always going to be sweet and, and cherry. But God says, stick it out. Make it work. And when you do that, God will bless your marriage. God will bless Amen. your family. Amen. God will bless everything you put your hands to. What the, the, the Solomon said in the book of Proverbs, he who finds a wife Finds a good thing. Not she who finds a husband, but he who finds a wife. This is probably the best that ain't never been taught in this church. But God says love is the ultimate reason why relationships and marriage work. See, girlfriends and boyfriends, that's a different subject. But marriage is orchestrated. That is what God orchestrated. When Adam and Eve came together, they were husband and wife. They weren't looking for nobody else. It wasn't but them two. Now men and women trade each other like they're trading cars. Some of them got five, six, and seven wives. Why? It ain't all their fault that you can't make yourself behave. God says, let love manifest. When you love God, you're going to do what's right. That's just the bottom line. If you love God, if you say you're sincere with your love, you're going to do what's right. God says love never fails. 
Now the question is, what is going on in your relationship that you can't make love work for you? Why is it that you are happy today and falling apart tomorrow? Get yourself together. You need to get with God and get yourself straightened out. That way you can make your marriage work. Because the wife only responds to what the husband does. I hate to say it, but that's the truth. God said, why what? Submit. If she's submitting, you're the reason why your marriage is not working. Go look in the mirror and say, it's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer, standing in the need of help, standing in the need of deliverance, standing in the need of being set free, standing in the need of having you to strengthen me and encourage me and put me back together because I've fallen apart. He says, wives, be in subjection to your own husband that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by your conversation. See, God covers the husband because the wife is living right. The wife is doing what's right and her conversation is pure and holy and she's trying to make things work in her marriage and God is covering him. He ain't got sense enough to know it, but God's covering that idiot because she's praying for him. She's keeping him covered and protected. God let him live because she's praying and because she's standing on the throne and going before the throne, bowing and kneeling and worshiping and praising and saying, Lord, fix my marriage. God is blessing the relationship because of her. God is letting him live because of her. Because God said, I could take you out, Joker, but because your wife is praying, I'm going to let you live a little longer. And hopefully you'll get it together. But eventually, he's going to get tired. And when he gets tired, guess what? He's going to cut you off. You need to know he's going to cut you off. Paul picks it up and tells us in Ephesians 5 and 24, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be unto their own husbands in everything, in everything. Yes. Then he gives the charge to the husband. He said, now husband, let me tell you something. Thank you, Lord. Love your wife. Yes. It's just that simple. He didn't say you got to have a reason. <laughs> you don't need a reason. He said, love her. That is ultimate. The ultimate imperative is love yes. in the relationship. Love your wife even, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. What did he do? He went to the cross. That's how much he loved the church, the uh, called out assembly of God. He said, love your wife that way, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. He's talking about the church. Then he said that he might present it unto himself a glorious church, not having any spot or wrinkle or blemish sought men to love their wives even as their own body. You ever seen a man walking around cutting himself? You ever seen him take a hammer and beat his feet with it? You ever see him take something and break his, crack his knuckles? No, he loves and cherishes. He's going to get it groomed and go get a haircut, keep his nails done and keep himself groomed and neat and looking good. He ain't going to mistreat his body, so don't mistreat your wife. That's what he said. You won't mistreat your body, don't mistreat your wife. Treat her with respect. Love her till death do y'all part. That's what God is saying. Your wife is the queen in your, in, your, in your establishment and nobody ever should be able to walk in and say anything ugly to your wife or mistreat her in your presence. 
Say, hold it, hold it, hold it. That's mine. Don't touch that. Now, you can deal with me, but don't bother that. That's mine. That belongs to me. See, men stand up. Real men stand up for their wives. Stand up in their relationships and let everybody know this dude, this is my wife. What did, what did uh, Paul, uh, Solomon said in Proverbs? He said what? It is the wife that gives the husband standing in the community. She's the one that gives him the standing in the when they when people see them together, they recognize him because of her. Is this your wife? Yes. You a beautiful couple. See, God says the wife gives you standing in the community. People recognize you because of your wife. That's what Solomon said in the book of Proverbs, in the 31st chapter. He says, So ought men to love their wives as unto their own bodies. That he that loveth his wife loveth himself. You can't love your wife without loving yourself. It's just that simple. If you don't love yourself, that's why you don't love your wife. If you've got a problem with self, you're going to have a problem with your wife. You have a problem with your family. You have a problem with everybody. Everybody is everybody but you. Guess what? That's not so. Everybody telling you there's something wrong, go look in the mirror because there's really something wrong. Or the person say they've been married five times. Well, what was the problem? Well, they just didn't know how to act. Wait a minute. You went through five women that didn't know how to act? I don't believe that. Say, so go look in the mirror because the problem in the mirror. Go see it. What did, what, did, what, did, what did Michael say? Michael said what? Start with the man in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. That's the truest statement ever been sung. Start with the man in the mirror. And get him straight, and everything else is gonna fall in place. Y'all ain't knew I knew that song, did you? I heard it. I saw all them women falling out when Michael was singing it. But he had a true statement. Men, if you want it to work, get yourself together. Then, because women respond to what men do. Wives respond to their husband. You go in there with a bad attitude, guess what? She check it, and as soon as you go off on her, she check you. Wait a minute, I don't know what happened on that job, but don't bring it up here in this house. <laughs> I think nobody in this house done nothing to you. See? Most wives know when their husband come in if they had a bad day, they can look at their behavior, look at their attitude and say, whoop, I ain't gonna say nothing to him because he done had a bad day. And when he get ready to talk about it, he'll tell me what's going on. See? When a man is married, the woman, she knows her husband. She knows when he come in the house what to expect. If he had a good day, it's going to be a good time in the house. Had a bad day, it might be a little quiet, but they're going to get along good. Let's wrap this up. He said there must be love in the relationship. And if there's love in the relationship, the marriage will work out. Paul said in Romans 12 and 10, be devoted one to another in love. Honor one another as yourself above yourself. He said, honor one another above yourself. Husbands must put their wife above themselves. He said, honor her as the weaker vessel, not a weak vessel. There is a difference. He said, honor her. She don't have the physical strength that you have, so you honor her as a weaker vessel than you are. But you reverence, you respect, you treat her with reverence. Solomon, that's one of the things that he did. He talked about the love of his relationship in the songs of Solomon. He talked about how beautiful things were. And his wife said, my love is mine, is mine and I'm his. 
She talks about that in the sixth chapter of the book of Sol- the Songs of Solomon. Look at that and read it. What are the benefits of a good, loving relationship and marriage? One thing is, you got great health benefits. You live longer and you stay happier in your relationship. There's lower stress levels because the stress can be balanced in a marriage where it can't be uh, among singles. Married couples are less likely to be depressed when they communicate, when they compromise, when they show loving compassion for each other, and when they are committed in their relationship. Married couples take care of each other. When one's sick, the other one cares for that one. When the other one is sick, the other one cares for that one. My friend was talking to me the other day. Her son and his wife was in a motorcycle accident. She broke, broke both ankles. And she said she FaceTimed him and watched him carry her from room to room and take care of her. And they've been married but a couple years. But they take care of each other and they build their strength by doing so. The more time you spend in your relationship and take time for yourself, the stronger that marriage becomes. See, what destroys marriage? Infidelity, number one. Money, number two. Children, number three. And bad communication, number four. Those things will destroy your marriage. Well, now, especially if you got outside children from another marriage, you want to tear up your marriage fast, just start taking sides with those children and not paying attention to your wife or your husband. You'll see, you'll see the result of that. You've got to balance that out. They're all y'all's children. They're all y'all's children, regardless of what side they came from. And you've got to treat them that way. You've got to love them that way and respect them that way. When I go to my brother's house, that's what happens. They love their children, all of their children. All of my brothers and sisters that are married, they love and show respect and reverence for one another and for their families. He says, married couples are less likely to engage in risky behavior because they know the outcome can be very negative. So when somebody comes up to you and they got a proposition, you go, wait a minute, I'm married. And I love my wife. I'm married and I love my husband. When they stand up for the relationship, people will back down. But if you don't stand up for the relationship, nobody does any more than you permit. You have got to permit their behavior in order for them to do it. But God will check you. He'll give you so much time to do your dirt. Guess what? Eventually, he's going to check you. And when he check you, you're going to be flat on your back and that woman's going to be there saying, you're going to say, baby, can I help you? You're going to be laying there like a fool. Because you done fell on your back because you mistreated him. And God says, now I'm going to show you who care about you. Because the one that don't care about you ain't coming around. It's going to be that wife that's been there wiping you, taking care of you, washing your dirty clothes, cleaning up behind you and cooking and feeding you. That's going to be the one that's going to take care of you. And God says, love your wife, husband. Love your, hus- your husband, wives. He says, they have strong, the love marriages have strong support for each other in sickness and in health. Married couples know how to solve problems because they do it together. They work together at problem solving. You know, they may have to shuffle things around, but they always make it work. Why? Because God gives them the wisdom to do that. So no matter what's going on in their, in their finances, they know how to make it work. God gives them the power and the wisdom and the ability to make it work. The married couples have 
healthy relationship and private time with each other. They enjoy the company of each other when they have their private and personal time. That's marriages because you think it's fun running from Susie to Mary, from Mary to Sarah, from Sarah to whoever. But if you're married, enjoy your wife. What? Proverbs said, be satisfied with the woman that you married. Let her satisfy you, you idiot. Stop running around grabbing up stuff and bringing all these diseases in the house. STDs and all this stuff. Why your marriage don't work? Because you're not working it. Marriage is a job. And married people know it's a job. <laughs> it didn't start yesterday. That's why, the more they be, that's why the more they put into it, the angrier it makes them when you go out and do stuff you ain't got no business doing. The angrier it makes him when you go out and do stuff you ain't got no business doing. Why? Because they've invested their time, their emotions, their giving, and giving everything, giving of themselves to you, and here you are out there acting an idiot. God says, stop it. Let your marriage manifest. God says he will bless you. He said, I will bless you. Blessed is he that finds a wife. That's a blessing. And even if you go back and read the Psalms, it says, your wife is blessed. Then he says, y'all have children and I will bless them and I will bless them to be a blessing to you. So why in the world would you throw away your marriage? It's not worth it. You've been together all these years. You might as well stay together now. There ain't but two things left for you to do. That's grow old and go to the grave. So you might, might, as well stay, might as well stay together. Finally, only God can turn a bad marriage around. If you sincerely seek God about it. And it is the will of God because he said what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. What does that mean? Don't separate it. Don't tear it apart. Don't sever it in any way. He said, no man is to come against this covenant of marriage. None. No woman is to come against the covenant of your marriage. It's, it's a vow between you and God. And if you break that vow, then you answer to him. He says, I'll put you together. Well, why are you going to let somebody else come and take you apart? And that's why I said, I will get you if you go and mess in that marriage. I'm coming after you. You might as well get ready because it's coming. He says, there is unity in relationships. There is unity in marriage. There's a courtship and then there should be a marriage. You shouldn't court 20 years and then decide to get married. If you ain't decided after a few years, you need to just go on your separate ways. Most of the time, it shouldn't be but a few months. You should go on about your separate ways instead of wasting somebody's time that you know you're not interested in. God says, let love be the reason for your commitment to marriage. Seek God for guidance and direction in your marriage. And trust his counsel when you seek him that things in your marriage will work according to his will and purpose for your relationship. Because everything is orchestrated for a purpose and there's a reason why God put you together. And that reason is to carry out his purpose for your life through husband and wife. May God bless you today. May heaven smile upon you. Let us stand for a word of prayer. Father, we bless you for this message this morning. We thank you for these that have come 
to worship service and we pray the love of Christ, the love of God over these marriages and these relationships. We thank you for your loving grace and for your mercy. We ask now that you cover marriages and cover husbands and wives and we rebuke the devourer that will try to interfere in these relationships. We come against every attack of the enemy and we pray that you will solidify and make build a firm and strong foundation in marriages and relationships according to your will and purpose for these, your people. We bless you for, Lord God, this message and we thank you for everyone that hears it and may it transform their mind, may it transform their heart and may they continue to seek you for guidance and strength when it comes to their marriage relationship. We give you praise. We ask it now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. God bless you and may heaven smile upon you. Is there one that want to give your life to Christ? The doors of the church is open. Is there one this morning? Anyone desire prayer? If you will come, we'll pray with you.